Hi, Hi Doc. Ariel. How are you? I am fabulous. How are you? I'm doing really well, thank you. Wonderful. So I want to welcome you to the IBI UBU podcast on Anchor by DaxDone.com. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. Wonderful. So let me ask you to introduce yourself. I know you're in real estate, but give us, give me your one minute, you know, um, elevator pitch. <laughs> well, a little bit of background around me. My name is Shauna Ariel. I go by Ariel. I, prior to becoming a realtor here in Connecticut, I was actually working in the financial industry. So I was in the financial, in financial industry for approximately eight years, worked my way up, started as a teller, got promoted after five months to a customer service and sales manager, got promoted after six months to a personal banker. A year later, I went through the licensing program and obtained all my series where I got my series six, 63, 65 and life insurance at which point I became a financial advisor. I started doing full financial plans, retirement plans. I also did home equity loans, lines, mortgages with my NMLS. And I was able to really wear many hats in my field where I was able to help a lot of different people achieve their financial goals. But I always found that my favorite part of the job, even though my licenses were specific to the investments, I loved the real estate aspect. So this year, 2021, I decided to make the crossover and step away from the financial industry on the banking side and the investment side and go more to real estate, real estate investing and helping my clients succeed financially with their real estate portfolios. Wonderful. Well, I think your timing is perfect. You get to the <laughs> market at an incredible time. And, you know, <clears throat> for me... I believe real estate is, you know, one of the most solid industries that as an individual, as a, as a, a, a small company, you can get into whether it's construction, whether it's electrical work, it's plumbing, AC, but being a real estate agent, if you're, you know, up to the challenge or being a mortgage broker, if it's, you cut out for it, it's a wonderful career. I've enjoyed doing it for the last 30 years, over 30 years. And yeah, glad to see that you made that move. Now, you're based in Connecticut, but I know that you have some interest in Florida. Yes, yeah, so I am based out of Connecticut at the moment, and Connecticut and Florida have reciprocity in their licenses, which means now that I, since I have my Connecticut license, I am able to just apply for the Florida license and get it. I'm going to, I'm still in the process of doing more research to see if I have to pass an exam for the uh, state portion of the state law for Florida. But typically some res reciprocal states, it's not necessary because I'm also licensed in Massachusetts in which I didn't have to take any other additional exams and getting the reciprocal license. Okay, excellent, excellent. So, you know, the, 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 the purpose of the show is to support our audience in understanding the opportunities in real estate and you know, I, I, one of the things that I have learned over my time in this business is that, you know, real estate is not, you know, just the, the, the trends as far as supply and demand and, and the prices going up or prices going down or the idea of a, a boom in real estate and a bust in real estate. 
that in fact, really successful real estate is done based on the actual investment, that, that the property, the location, the location, the location, <laughs> you know, and, and all of the things that go in, in, into the buyer and their, their, their commitment to the property, to the development of the property, to be, the, being able to afford and having a long-term plan or, or even a short-term plan for that property. So if, if, if you have any stories or any thoughts about that, we'd love to hear. Well, I mean, I guess one story that I use the most, especially with most of my clients, is my own personal story, where I bought my first house when I was 22. I was looking for apartments, and at the time, I was still working at the bank, and I saw that all of the rents were between 1000 and 1500 I'm going to interrupt you, but, you know, you, you said you bought your, you were 22 years old and you were thinking of buying your first home. Yep. That idea of you should buy a home at 22, was that just based on your, you know, I see the world, I, I know what I need to do, or did, was there something else that influenced that? What really influenced it was I was looking for apartments and all the apartments that I was that I was finding was between a thousand and fifteen hundred, but they were dumps. All of the apartments had they were they weren't updated at all. There was no AC. You could see roaches in the corner sometimes, and they were all just so not me. And then I obviously working in the bank, I started just crunching some numbers. I'm like, wait a minute, I can get a mortgage for fifteen hundred. I could get a mortgage for a thousand. Why would anybody <laughs> rent when they could buy? But then it, I, it hit me. I'm like, a lot of people don't know that they can buy. They don't know that they have the ability to do so because there's such a lack of education around it. So I was fortunate because I worked in the bank. So all I did was talk to my mortgage rep that was in the branch that day and say, hey, I'm thinking about buying a house. He's like, you want to get qualified? I'm like, yeah, let's do it. I got qualified. I found a house two weeks later. I went conventional and I was under contract. And then I closed about a month and a half later. And the rest is history. However, the house that I bought, I was very specific about what I did want. Because I, I live in a town called West Haven, Connecticut. And West Haven is known for its beaches. And I figured that if I was able to find something by the beach, then I would be able to have a good investment in it. But whatever I did, I knew I wanted to buy it right because you can buy something right and you can buy something wrong. So I found the crappiest house on one of the nicest streets that was for sale. I did some research into the house that I saw. It looks like they did plenty of price reductions. It started at about 185, I believe. Then it went down to 175. Then it went down to 150. Then it went down to 125. Then I was like, okay, these people are desperate. They want to get out of this house and they're doing major price reductions. It is not a short sale. Let me do a little bit more research to see what they bought it for. I saw they bought it for 107. I put in an offer for 117. They were thinking about it and then they wound up just accepting it. I went conventional, put 20% down because the house wouldn't have gone FHA, which typical first time home buyers do. And I got in, I gutted the whole house. I renovated everything from top to bottom. And now to, I bought the house in 2017. Now looking at markets in 2021, the house is worth about 300000 based on the location and how updated it is. 
Congratulations. Fantastic. That's incredible. Great. And I probably put maybe like 30000 into renovations, and I bought the house for $117,000. Um, I've made over a hundred already <laughs> if I decided to get to get rid of it today. Absolutely. You did great. You did great. And, 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 and as much as you were able to figure out it's better to own than to rent based on the math, I want to tell you something. There's something else, though. I have a feeling you've been exposed to certain lifestyles that allow you to recognize value in ways that you may not be fully aware of right now. What I'm saying to you is I've seen hardworking people who still don't understand how and what real estate really does. They're, as far as they're concerned, it's just the monthly payment. You know, hopefully they'll pay it off at some point. And, you know, they, they, they just don't want anything to happen to it before you know it's time for them to move on and to me you just described what real estate really is seeing an opportunity understanding the location understanding the 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 seller and the condition of that property and then seeing how it fits you and i think you made you did everything right and that's a fantastic story i would definitely keep telling it because that's what people need to recognize. You, you don't need to overthink it. Get what you can afford because you have to live somewhere. Why rent when you can own? And I always tell people, I give them this, the example and say, sometimes purchasing a host can really just be an accidental investment. Because no matter where you are or what you're doing, you pay for where you live. It's a part of being an adult. So would you rather pay yourself or pay someone else and when you're paying your own mortgage you're directly paying into the equity in your house that's building that is funds that you have direct access to you are literally building your wealth every time you make a mortgage payment whereas whenever you're making a rent payment you're building someone else's wealth and you're helping their wealth development plan but not really doing a whole heck of a lot for yourself absolutely point well made it's better to own than to rent and you know you, 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 your story tells it clearly now going forward somebody's bought you know is it time to cash in and grab that money from that house or do you look around and look at other properties that you could acquire or you know where you see yourself and, and I'm not asking you personally where you see but what you what would you suggest to people who are already homeowners looking out at this market, they're seeing $150,000, $200,000 worth of equity sitting in their house. Do they cash in, see what they could buy? Do they refinance, reinvest that? What, what would be your suggestions? So one thing that I would always do is I would just have the conversation to figure out what is most important to them and how much they feel like they can manage and handle. So for instance, with one client, one thing that I did, I wound up helping them with, I helped them relocate from Connecticut to Florida. I got them in contact with a realtor in Florida. They found their house there. But prior to doing that, I knew I was going to be listing their house here in Connecticut. I told them what they should really do to keep as much money in their pocket as possible is take out a home equity line of credit on the home that they have here in Connecticut 
and then use the funds from that home equity line of credit and use that to put the down payment on the other house in Florida. And they could do the 20% down to get the conventional financing, but however much down that they want, and then they can secure that. And then once that home is closed and secured, we were then able to list their property here in Connecticut. And we got top dollar for that property as well. They were able to pay off the mortgage that they had left on it, pay off the equity line and have all the extra cash in their pocket and be able to relocate down to Florida. But now let's say someone isn't wanting to relocate to another state, but they want to keep the house that they currently have. That's another option of what you can do. You can take out that home equity line of credit on the house that you have, because now you have all of this built equity into it. And then you can move forward and use that money to purchase another property. You can use it as a down payment on another property. You can find something like what I did, something very cheap, very inexpensive, but in a good neighborhood. And you can just buy it up with the, all the cash if you like, and then do the renovations. Now you have another asset and you still have the other property that you had with whether or not there's a mortgage and equity line or what have you, but you're gonna be spending a lot less money paying back on that equity line at these low interest rates that we have as well, as along with picking up a property at a much pocket friendly, much more pocket friendly price to help add to your real estate portfolio and to still be able to make money with it. Fantastic strategy. If you can find somebody willing to give you the equity line, because while they're out there, you know, I, I've found that a lot of the Florida buyers that we deal with, they're not, they're not, you need a certain credit score and you need a certain, you know, credit profile in terms of equity lines. Whereas mortgages are a little easier to qualify for, but absolutely, if you can get it, those equity lines definitely are cheaper in the short run and give you a lot more flexibility. Yes, but with you, you even making the point of doing the mortgages, then you have the option to do a cash out refinance, kind of like what you said with the refi. So if you don't want to let go of the property that you currently have, you can always do a cash out refinance. So that way you can refinance the mortgage. You'll have a higher mortgage amount in total, but you'll be able to get more cash in your pocket to do something with. Oftentimes people use the cash out refinances to uh, consolidate debt, or they can use it to acquire new properties or what have you, fill in the blank. But it gives, that's another way that you can have more flexibility and you don't need to have as high of a credit score that's needed for the equity line. The interest rate might, might be a little bit higher, but think about what you're getting in return. Absolutely. Absolutely. Fantastic advice. I, I totally agree. Definitely the way to go if you're looking to move, if you're looking to transfer and you own something now. Now, I hear people talking about a bubble. What's your views on that? <laughs> you know, the bubble has been kind of controversial at this point now, too. Um, I guess I would say... We all know that we have been in a very bull market. It's been a big seller's market as of recently since the top of the pandemic. And uh, I'm assuming it's just a lot of people having more money, people wanting to sell their houses, people, the interest rates going astronomically and historically low. So more buyers are getting qualified than ever. So there's so many buyers in the market with not enough sellers listing their houses. But I feel like now there's a lot more sellers kind of getting wiser to the fact that they can sell their houses and make more money off of them. And there's still an, a decent amount of buyers around as well, but the inventory is not, not as scarce. Before the inventory was very scarce and that's what was driving the prices up so high. 
But now when I'm on the MLS or I'm looking for houses for people, I'm seeing starting to see a lot more price reductions, a lot more houses that are looking like they're priced fairly. Because before I would look at the market and I'd be like, this is ridiculous. Why would anyone pay this much money for this house? But it was going because it was the only option. No, let, let, let's let's be clear. Are you talking about the Connecticut market? Or are you I'm talking, talking about, about the Connecticut market. Okay, okay. But I will also say in the Connecticut market, if there's anything remotely nice, it'll be gone the same day. Yeah. So I'm yeah. talking about things that if you are looking at a house and the house is fully updated, it's fully remodeled, you can tell someone put some love, time, and care into it, that house won't last past the weekend. It won't wow. pass the day if you're lucky. Wow. And, and it'll go for 20, 30, 40, 50, 70K over. I've, I've, I've lost deals to people offering 100K cash over asking. I'm like, I, my FHA buyer can't compete with that. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure, sure. But, so yeah. so, so uh, let, let, me, let me summarize what I hear you saying. You're saying that the market was very, very hot and there was limited inventory. As sellers wake up to the fact that values are higher, they start being more willing to let, let, let get rid of properties now. So you're seeing properties coming onto the market. However, the, the demand is still high for premium properties, but there is a supply. We're not in a bidding war where there are only a few properties. For people who have the money and want to get something nice, they're going to you know, go after the, the, the nicer stuff. But for those who really just are ready to get into the market, there is room and there are opportunities for them to buy right now. Yes, you just have to look for them. So yeah. when people are going on Zillow or Trulia or Realtor.com and they're seeing these beautiful houses that's fully updated and remodeled and they have just enough to be able to afford it, chances are that might not be the house for them. And we got to go a little bit under budget. Because if you are looking at something that is very nice, chances are people are going to all jump on that. They're all seeing that. They're all having the same thought process as you. All of their realtors are probably advising them the same way that I'm advising you. So if I have a strong buyer with a strong pre-approval pre or pre-qualification that has a strong down payment and strong credit and it's a good, it's just a really great client to have to present an offer for, I'll do like, I, I've pretty much gotten very good at winning these offers. As, as of right now, over the past two months, three months, I have about 15 deals under contract right now. All Congratulations. From Thank you. Thank you. But all from being strategic and how we're making our offers and what we're doing and allowing me to really paint the picture for the buyer. And so now if I'm, if they're looking for something that's perfect, I, sometimes I just have to, like I said, paint the picture where within your budget, you might not get exactly what you want right now because we have to be cognizant of the market that we're in and we have to be cognizant of what you're qualified for. And we have to be cognizant of what you want your payment to be. Cause these are all very important things that I talk to every client about because I'm not going to sell a dream. I'm not going to sell a unicorn here. We have to be realistic. We have to be thick skinned and we just have to recognize where we are right now. And just trust me that I'll get you to where you want to go. Yeah. Well, so, so one of the things that I have found over the last 30 years is that I have two options. I can either do it for the client or let the client know what needs to be done and together we, 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 we get to that goal. And I have found that the second one 
is so much easier, you know, in, in, in terms of just, you know, we, 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 I have made the assumption in the past that, you know, the time to go through this, to really explain this, it's probably easier for me to just take care of it for them and move on. And in, 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 when you have one, two, ten, then that's possible. But when you get into hundreds, you know, and thousands of clients, it's just impossible. So it's important, in my opinion, that we help educate people, not just in the process, but ahead of the process, so that they get prepared. That, that I found that my greatest tool was to spend that time when I met a client for the first time to, number one, understand their, their intentions, and then number two, understand their conditions, the things that they were putting in front of themselves. That they, well, you know, I know I'm going to have a problem because of my credit. Okay, well, you have decided that credit is your problem. Let's, let's address it. Let's take a look at the credit. Let's tell you what you need to start working on. So you, if you want to do it, you're going to take care of those credit things. If you don't want to do it, I'm not going to feel frustrated working on your credit when you really don't want to. I spent the time to tell you what to do. If you do it, we're going forward. If you don't do it, you know, you know, no, no, no love lost. I'll wait until you're ready to take care of yourself because at the end of the day, they have to make that monthly payment. They have to take on that, 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 that home as a responsibility. And you're doing a fantastic job in educating them about their options and in, as you said, painting that picture, but we still want them to make that commitment for themselves and, 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 and make it a home, you know? Absolutely. Another thing that I did for quite some time uh, before I got extremely inundated, I was holding credit courses and home buyer basic courses where I would just really, it was like a intro to credit or sure. credit 101 just to kind of explaining what is a credit score, why it's important, how it can affect you, what a good score versus a fair score versus an excellent score will make your monthly mortgage payment look like and how much is the cost of bad credit. And I was, and I was doing that along with doing a homebuyer basics course. How were you doing that? How were you putting those on? In person, live? It as... Uh, a Google Meet. So you can hold up to 100 people in there for free and you can just send out the link, you can send out the time, you can interact with people. And it was Fantastic. a really good, fun, free, easy way to be able to provide education. I didn't charge for the class, it was purely educational. And anyone that wanted to know more had my contact information to reach out to me afterwards. Love and it. then after that, I would also have e -home, the Home Buyer Basics course where I would walk people through the entire process of purchasing a home. So the first part of the course was credit, next was a home buyer. So I went through the eight different steps of home ownership and what it takes from the beginning to end so that way there's no questions. So you know what to expect. So anyone that went through that course, when they worked with me, they knew what was coming next. They knew they, they hired me, they knew that we are now, we're getting you pre-approved. They knew that we're going to start looking at houses. They knew that once we put in that offer, what, after it gets accepted, what happens next? And they knew every single step. So it really took away a lot of the guesswork. 
What I was oh, actually before. planning on doing is actually recording something like that to be able to send to people at more of a mass level. So that way I don't have to keep repeating myself every time I say it. <laughs> well, I, I will tell you right now, do it. That is a brilliant idea, but I, that's what I do. I've actually had animated videos made that explain the entire home buying process. So depending if the person is buying, if the person is, you know, upgrading, if the person is refinancing, we have a three-minute video. You'd be surprised how much you can fit in three minutes. And if somebody is serious and wants to learn, they'll watch it two or three times and they'll know. They'll have an understanding because it's, it's simple if you know, but if you don't know, you don't know. Yeah. And you don't know what you don't know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Most importantly, they're not going to figure it out by listening to us. They're going to figure it out by connecting with us so we can share the information with them. You know, what we do here at Wire Funding is we have a team. We have a team of, we call them, you know, expert real estate advisors that kind of just help people to find their way, understand what are the steps in the process understand where they want to go. And if they're in South Florida, I don't know if you know this, but Vanya, my wife, she does real estate. She's with Remax. And if they're looking to get up in Connecticut, we'd love to put them in touch with you and give you know your information out. So we're going to have that information. But if they want to call, they can call us or text us at 954-866-2171. Again, that's 954-866-2171. Now, now you're, you're in Florida right now, Ariel, or you're in Connecticut? Right now, I'm in Connecticut. I will be in Florida for about a week in October. And I will also be discussing different options of what my years will look like because I am looking to becoming more of a snowbird to be in Florida from approximately October to February, March, and then in Connecticut back from March to October. The winters here in Connecticut are brutal and they're only getting worse. So it's not always my favorite to drive in the ice and the snow. <laughs> you, you know, it's funny, last week, Vanya and I and our son were in Alaska and oh, it was <laughs> amazing. We went to see the Denali, you know, mountain. We're at the Denali National Park. And I am not a snow person. I don't know if you, you know, I, 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 I love Florida. I'm from Jamaica. And, you know, snow is something I, I, I look at on TV. <laughs> <laughs> so I, 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 I know what it's like to not want to be in the snow. And I definitely encourage you to make that move and, 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 and be down here. When, but I understand why it's so nice up there. The, 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 the four seasons are fabulous, but I, I'm not missing them. I, I'm okay with the three <laughs> down here. You know, it's so funny because I'm, as you know, I'm originally from South Florida. And so I never grew up with seasons and I never really saw the big deal when people would talk about it. I'm like, great. It gets leaves fall and it gets cold. Right. It's better than being able to go to the beach all year. <laughs> but at the same time, I, I do have an appreciation for the seasons now. But again, nothing beats Florida weather. I mean, I'm a Floridian born and raised. So there's always a special place in my heart for South Florida. And that's why I've, I've always been talking about wanting to go back. And I finally have the opportunity to be able to do that gradually. And I'm definitely looking forward to it. Give thanks. Well, we, we can't finish up 
and I'm, I'm going to ask you to give your information, but before they do that, we have to give a shout out to your mom. How is she? I, I, I talked to her recently. And, I, you know, she, for me, was a, a, a significant step in my, you know, real estate career down here in South Florida. She did a nice interview infomercial with me that we, we played, and it, it really was quite effective in educating, um, empowering, and probably even entertaining some people. So give her a big hug and tell her hi for me when you see her. I absolutely will. She never has anything but great, kind things to say about you. Oh, give thanks. Yeah, man. So tell us about you. How could somebody who is listening get in touch with you and, and you know, get, you know, started with understanding all the areas in which you can support them in their real estate goals and real estate process? Absolutely. The best way to get in contact with me is by my cell phone. That is 203-278-0910. I am very receptive via call and text. You can also email me and that would be at s as in sam dot ariel a-r-i-e-l adairy e-d-e-r-y at gmail.com and I'm very responsive via email as well but I do prefer text and call because it's the easiest to stay on top of uh, if anyone is interested I would be more than happy to take them through my credit course and my home buyer course as I stated I do that com completely free and I do it just for the benefit of anyone who is looking to gen genuinely learn because I want to teach Fantastic. So again, you can call me at 203-278-0910 or send me an email. All right. Wonderful. Ariel, it's great catching up with you. We're coming right up on to 30 minutes, and I'm going to end this right here. We will definitely be catching up soon, especially when you get to Florida. For those who want to get in touch with Wire Funding, you can reach us at 954-866-2171. Take care. Catch you soon.